This is the Golf IQ Podcast, a place for golf nerds to dive into the science and uncover the secrets to playing better golf. I'm the host, Luke Curdenine, and welcome. Sam Wyman, author of the, well, noted author of Win at Losing, but also the noted author of our new Low Net newsletter, which is really great reading for avid golfers of all different ability levels. And one subject that you tackle quite a lot is that of goal setting, really. Um, So that's what we wanted to talk about today in the pod, uh, goal setting. What are good goals? What are bad goals? And how you can avoid the bad ones and do more of the good ones. So I guess, Sam, like you think about this stuff a lot. Like, What's the one place you want to start with this stuff? Well, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to focus on is how do I how do I get better? And we all say things all the time about I want to get down to a single digit handicap. I want to break 80. I want to add 15 more yards. And those are so vague. So one of the big things that uh, I'm trying to do and that I've learned to do is to make your goals very specific mm. as opposed to these sort of overarching goals, identify something that you can measure and you can hold yourself accountable to. Yeah. So that's the first big thing. Is this, when you talk about measurable goals, are you talking about it on the macro level or on the micro level or both? Well, okay. So let's talk about in, in a golf context, I have several goals, right? Obviously we all want to, uh, we all want to, you know, be a better golfer, have a lower handicap than we did. But before. those aren't specific. Those are just kind of big. Well, vague. no, but my point is, is that right now I'm, you know, as we're recording, I'm an 11 handicap. Mm. I would like to be a single digit in by the early part of the year, but even that's too vague. Yeah. Right. right. And so, um, I need to make it even more specific. So what are the things I need to do to become a single digit handicap? Well, uh, one of the big things for me is increasing my swing speed, right? I need to have more distance. Okay. Um, Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist, he's a really popular podcast. He talks a lot about the importance of um, ambitious goals. Uh, because if I set, let's say, in my pursuit of getting down to a, a, a nine handicap, uh, I say, I want to I I raise my swing speed. Mm-hmm. And I said, three miles an hour, right? Which is achievable. It doesn't really uh, have my attention. Yeah. It's not that ambitious. It doesn't make me nervous. It's one of those things where if I blow it off, uh, no big deal. Uh, or I blow off working out one day because it's like, it's pretty easy. Three miles an hour, yeah, no big yeah. deal. Um, he says, make it ambitious to the point where it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And the reason is it's going to have your attention, mm-hmm. right? Like, you you know, like a, a deadline. If a deadline's up against you in, in our world, like uh, I have to write a 2,000 word story by 5 a.m. tomorrow, it has your full attention. Yeah. Well, how does he talk about like the timeline for ambitious goals? Because I feel about, like that's well, a big so one. So then he talks about... Uh, chunking it out so having so you have your ambitious goal is like at the end of the the at the end of your session he talks about doing it in sort of uh like 12 week programs he talks a lot about that like doing your goals in 12 week programs and then in the course of your 12 week program uh what are your he talks a lot about doing goals like goals around verbs mm. so again for me i want to gain 10 miles an hour of club head speed that also uh, that is the end goal but what are my actual things i'm going to do in the 12 weeks, yeah. they're going to help me chip away at that. Well, I'm going to work out uh, every other day for half an hour every other day yeah. for 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay, so right off the bat, that's something that I can measure. And so that along the way, I'm checking off my list. I know I'm doing it. And again, if it's ambitious enough, um, I know I can't blow it off yeah. because suddenly I'm going to lose ground. Yeah, because you're kind of like time is, you know, you really got to make use of your time when you set a big ambitious goal, right? And it also, and something I've written about in other 
areas as well is a lot of a lot of uh, experts talk about process goals as a, as opposed to results goals. So again, um, we are talking about an end result, yeah. but the the way to achieve the end result is by staying true and sticking to a process. Yeah, and I feel like. You need both of these kind of goals. I feel like a lot of golfers, they fall into a trap of sometimes setting one or the other. Usually they set the big goal, right? right. Like I want to um, break 80 this season or right. I want to get to a single digit. So it's kind of big. It's kind of vague. Mm -hmm. The timeline's a little unclear, so they're not specific enough or even ambitious enough with that goal, but then they don't complement it with these like smaller goals right. that you can and need to like hit all the time in order to get to that one big goal. For sure. I mean, we, we laugh every year about Justin Thomas, who's put, you know, he publishes his, yeah. by the way, there's something about that too, which I'll get to in a second, but he talks about, um, uh, he sets these goals. He puts out, I want to win a major this year. I want to make the Ryder Cup team. I want to win one tour event. I want to get, and um, you know, those aren't his only goals. Like he probably has, you know, he hits X number of balls a day. He works out X number of days. Yeah, those are the goals that he throws in his notes app and then forgets about in some right, ways, right, right? Right, and then he has these things, these process goals that he's doing. By the way, for what it's worth, um, not that I should be criticizing Justin Thomas because, you know, he does, uh, he's much better in his field than, than I am, but, um, Huberman, the neuroscientist, talks about how your goal should really be kept to yourself. Mm. And one of the reasons he says that, like you shouldn't be publishing and publicizing your goals. That's interesting. Because, and one of the reasons he says it is because uh, if you announce to the world, you know what, I'm going to, for, for me, I'm going to get down to a single digit this year. There's a little bit of a dopamine reward of saying that and having it out there that actually my motivation goes down. It's interesting because I would have thought the opposite. Like I would have thought that if I'm like, my goal is to like I'm currently a like right around a one handicap. If I was to be like, my goal is to go sub scratch, mm -hmm. and I announced that to the world, I would have thought that would have brought with it a bit of accountability. Yeah, you know. But but yeah. But he also talks about having like an accountability partner. You know, kind of mm. like like a, you know, and not to like in this to AA, but like having like a sponsor, right? Like someone who is holding you accountable. Yeah. So he just does. He says it. He's not a fan of making it like public on social media. It is okay to share it with people who are important to you. So they're holding you accountable for that. Um, he's also a big believer for what it's worth in um, giving yourself rewards along the way. So, um, you know, I'm doing this stack system, which we'll, we'll talk about later. And, you know, it's all about increasing my swing speed. And in the process of doing it, um, there's like these little rewards of when you hit a, you know, your, your best swing speed, you get a, like a little applause. There's actually value in that sort of big time, in, yeah. Intermittent reinforcement they talk it, where you see these little rewards and it keeps you motivated. Um, but the importance also thing he says like you need it to be somewhat random mm -hmm. because if it happens every single time, your actually motivation goes down. So yeah. you need to kind of um, not always be expecting it to actually reap the rewards it, of it. It's so funny because like my relationship with golf is so weird and that like I just got so obsessed with golf at such an early age and i'm just still obsessed mm -hmm. with golf and so i've like never been super organized in how i've like laid out my goals i kind of just have mm -hmm. my general goals but then i'm 
you know, I'm just like always moving the ball forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the thing I was really organized with my goals about was when I was trying to lose some weight a few sure. years ago. And I did it via the Weight Watchers app and they do exactly this kind of stuff where they, they make you set a big goal where they say, what is like the weight you want to be? And they don't set a timeline on it. You know, they kind of just like tell you. So I guess that's a little different than what you're saying. But they do really then encourage, they, they sprinkle in these little rewards. So if you, you know, the way it works, like you track your food every day. And like, if you, if you keep a tracking streak going, then like, boom, it'll give you a little reward. There's your little dopamine hit. Um, they'll give you like a points total. And if you're under your points total, bam, like you, you can, you get a reward for staying under your points total. And I just found that stuff really beneficial in like the early days sure. of it, because in the early days, I feel like of any of these big goals, you're not getting a lot of positive feedback. You're kind of just doing it. You're not really seeing the results. Your big goal, you're striving towards it, but like it's so far away. It's like it's easy to get going down the road. It's easy to achieve a goal when you see the finish line, but that bit in between is so hard. You need these like little positive momentum boosters to get you to keep you going. Totally. However, uh, as you and I both know, golf does not travel a straight line. So like yeah. you're rewarded, you're rewarded, then you have a major setback. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you like you have, you see progress. And so I like the idea of being rewarded sometimes, but not counting on it every time. Right. Because that's golf. Like I, you know, I feel like I'm moving in a positive direction, but I will invariably have rounds of golf where I will make setbacks. Yeah. I have to be able to handle that and not expect there to be progress every single time which is huge yeah or like sometimes and when it comes to golf too like drawing positives in certain areas of your game so you know like if your goal is to so what like you're kind of much publicized goals to break 80 mm -hmm. an ambitious version of that would be like this summer i want to break 78 mm -hmm. 79 right? right like so that would be pushing it um and then like your miniature goals would be like sprinkled out throughout. And sure. so some days your score may be bad, you may be hitting your driver anywhere, but you may have made progress with your putting. And right. then you can draw from that positive to help you fix the other negatives, sure. right? Sure. Um, so yeah. that I guess that's what it all goes back to just like the way you set goals. You set one big one and then lots of smaller specific And then a lot of goals around doing. That's doing. really important okay. as well. So it's like holding yourself accountable. That's another big thing for me is um, having structured practice time, mm -hmm. like that's a doing goal, yep. right? As opposed to, I'm going to go practice three days a week. What does that mean? Yeah. I'm going to actually, you know, make whatever, 10 six footers in a row or something. Yeah. And like, and like what you just said, I'm going to go practice three days a week. That's almost more organized than a lot of golfers do already. Yeah. They'll say, I want to go to the range more this year. Like that's super disorganized. Right. Like you want to be, like you said, I want to hit 10 six foot putts every time I go to the putting green yeah. or whatever. By the way, one other thing, I don't know if we still have time, but yeah. a different expert is this woman named Lisa Leahy who talks about um, when setting goals or changing habits, you need to identify a competing commitment. There's a whole other thing about this, which is that when you have a habit you're trying to break, mm -hmm. usually it is uh, you're, you, are, you are competing with uh, something else that you're also uh, trying to achieve as well. Yeah. And so you actually have to unpack that as well. It's really complicated, but basically really simple example. For me, increase my swing speed, okay? I want to do that. I need to swing harder at the ball. I need to strengthen my muscles. My competing commitment for years is, oh, but if I swing hard, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to not be in balance, and I'm going to you know, not hit the center of the club face. Yeah. So you have to really uh, chip away. Like If you have something that you're trying to achieve, ask yourself, what is the thing that is standing in the way? And is there a belief there or a belief uh, that, you sh that needs to be challenged as a result of it? So you just need to like be okay 
with the fact that like you may hit the sweet spot less in your pursuit of this other goal. Yeah, or more importantly, recognize that that was a fallacy. That swinging yeah. harder is not coming at the expense of it. That that's the whole thing. Is like there's probably something that's wrong in my thinking, and you have to sort of do some. He she actually talks about like like actually drawing it out like in quadrants, like looking at what your goal is and then looking at what the potential competing commitment is and what might need to be a thinking that might need to be challenged. Yeah, and the nice thing about all of this, and I guess a good way, a good thing to leave you listeners with is um, once you're organized about your goals, am I right in saying, you can kind of like turn your brain off in Mm -hmm. some ways. That's the whole value of this, right? So if your goal is like, you know, if you set a big goal, like my goal is to break 80 this summer, or, you know, my goal is to break 80 by June, um, whatever your goal is, something specific. And then you're like, and the way I'm going to do that is that I am going to do my stack swing speed training thing three times a week. I'm going to hit 10 foot, 10 six footers every single night. I'm going to, in your very specific about your goals, then you can just like in some ways turn off yeah. the thinking part of your brain and you can just do your goals yeah. and you'll get there more often than not, right? Yeah. Do do a little bit of work in the early going and then you're sort of, you're on your way and you're just doing it. You don't have to spend much time thinking about it. You're just sort of committed to a plan.